Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. And we're back. Delora, how are you, darling? Hi, Ashley. I'm so happy to be here. Girl, we took a little bit of a break, and I wish I could say it had been uneventful. (laughs) It's been busy. Really busy. And there's been some events and shenanigans, unfortunately, that have been going on uh, in this world. Um, Definitely want to send love to the entire AAPI community to yes. the victims and their families of the shooting in Atlanta and Colorado. I mean, it's just been, it's been a mm. lot. And I know it's- we had talked before about those low weeks. And that's why I always say like, I kind of enjoy the low weeks. Cause <laughs> then you have weeks the, like these past two that have been like, really? It's been overwhelming. Um, and it's been overwhelming obviously for the loss of life, mm-hmm. but the frustration, it's the similar frustration I had, June last year, we're in the middle of a pandemic and there's still police brutality killing people. You know, Mm -hmm. that was the George Floyd situation. And then, you know, we're finally getting a hold of this virus. And light at the end of the tunnel seemed like this other pandemic of gun shootings in our country, right? Rearing its ugly head. Mm -hmm. It's overwhelming. It is a bit. It is a bit, and and I don't want to get us on a downward spiral because we no. are trying to bring y'all some entertainment tonight. But as usual, we have to, you know, respect and, and discuss sometimes what's really going on out here in these streets. And again, just sending love out to all the victims and their families. Um, Dora, we have a great review that we got on Apple Podcasts <laughs> since our last show that I'm going to read really quickly. It is from T31088. Love this podcast. I feel like I'm part of the conversation and appreciate them for catching me up on things I missed. Great dialogue. Listen now. So please take the advice of T31088 and stick with us. If you have some people to introduce to our podcast, please do so. We appreciate it. We appreciate you for that wonderful review and rating. Thank you. And we're going to keep doing what we're doing until y'all tell us otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you haven't commented, please do. Rate Absolutely. us. Please do. Absolutely. Well, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to shake the rust off a little bit from, from our hiatus. So y'all forgive me <laughs> as we, we dive into our usual hot topics. We got a couple of them, again, catching up on some things in the past couple of weeks and then probably have the hottest topic that has been going on in these at least <laughs> shade room and Twitter streets for the past 48 hours to discuss. Yes. So let's start first, Delora, with this Bachelor finale and after the final rose special that aired last Monday, right? Girl. So 
the bachelor season, Matt James season, we've talked about multiple times on the pod. So of course we have to give our final thoughts on the finale and after the rose, which aired on the 15th, basically worst kept secret, probably in bachelor history, right? Absolutely. Ashley. He, he chose Rachel Kirkinell as the winner <laughs> And after the final rose, which is hosted by Emmanuel Acho um, in lieu of all the shenanigans that were going on with Chris, um, ultimately we find out that Matt broke up with her as again, had been already out here in these internets. Yes. Following the controversy that we've spoken to about, you know, the pictures of her at a old South party and X, Y, and Z. Subsequently, Matt had completely wiped his Instagram account clean of the bachelor and all the pictures and his experiences it really looks like he's wow. looking for a fresh start delora so let's dive in give me on the mic because you know we have talked about this on the mic <laughs> we have give me your thoughts on this finale after the final rose and just matt at this point so i will have to say i am grateful that i have not watched every episode of this season <laughs> grateful <laughs> Unlike Rachel's Lindsay season, you know, I dabbed in and out, but I am thankful I did not waste my time because Matt needs a hug. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why is it that the first black bachelor they have in the show's history has commitment issues? Like, really? But isn't it hilarious that, like, we talked about this Daddy on issues. our first episode we sure where did. we talked that he had never, he said he had never been in love before. So you're going to take a person who says they've never even been in love and he's expected to find a wife and commit to marriage within a span of weeks. And then we even kind of touched upon this as well, talking about the culture. We, we knew then he didn't have a close relationship with his father, which we knew was going to automatically affect his choice at the end we knew it and you know i honestly think he picked who he deserved honestly he attracted her for some reason Mm. and i'm so happy for michelle to be free she is gonna she's been announced as the next end of two like there will be two subsequent seasons of the bachelor she is one of two so yes she deserved better as i honestly feel like they would have been better off picking on a black man who has had at least been a part of the the franchise before they really picked someone because he was tyler cameron's best friend exactly So what are your thoughts, Ashley? You know, what's funny is we're actually recording this on the anniversary of the first episode ever of The Bachelor. It aired March 25th, Mm -hmm. 2002. I watched that. And I was just, it's just, it's just so funny. 19 years later. I was in high school. Girl, I don't, I'm not, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I can't even think of what I was doing on March 20th, 2002, but I was not watching The Bachelor. I can tell you that for sure. I loved all those. I, I was that demographic i watched all the relationship shows back in the day the reality that is funny yeah i was definitely not a fan but to your point i only watched the first and a little bit of second episode and then now i didn't even watch the full finale i watched the full after the rose and as i mentioned to you previously i was devastated in a way that i was not quite prepared for in that in that after the rose special after the rose yes okay let's go down this route okay go ahead go ahead 
no, we had the same emotion because it's, it was like a gross feeling. I, I, I don't it was think gross. We, I don't think we were able to articulate it because, I mean, it's, it was a level of disappointment. It was a level of obviously uncomfortable conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what else am I missing? We, we talked about this. It was just like, we didn't feel, we didn't feel good at the end of that episode. I was sick to my stomach and that's being completely candid with our audience. I was nauseous because it just felt so, um, again, skewed and apologetic towards Rachel in a way that I was just very uncomfortable with. And that you also have the dynamics of everything else that we have going on and the fact that this is yes. the first season with a black man and this is what has resulted. It was just yes. like really gross. Yes. And that be asking him, you know, do you want to embrace her one more time and all this and that? I'm like, yo, can we wrap this up, please? Can we wrap this up? I am cringing from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet um you want to know what's also gross is a lot of the hardcore bachelor watchers are piling up on matt yes i've heard that and rachel has come out to defend him against that no rachel kirkenell even has Um, come out to defend him against that is like you know stop trying to put the blame on matt again to me it was the way it was framed and i've said this not to be hypercritical of emmanuel because i don't know how much input he had in questions or editing Mm -hmm. it did not feel like there was enough of a relationship of understanding in terms of where matt as a black man is coming from in this conversation i agree so you know it, it bothered me but overall at this point i hope that matt can move on with his life um he basically tweeted or posted or something like looking for a therapist and i'm like see that's what i don't want to see happen i don't want because you got on this national stage to see this deterioration of 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 a fellow human being that's what i don't want people can criticize people can feel how they want to feel but i don't want to get to a point where you know we are criticizing people to the extent where they're mental health is the toll on their mental health is to that extent matt did not do anything to the extent in my mind Mm -hmm. more than being a version of who he probably really is that he held up for public ridicule i mean that's what it is so i think the therapist was for everything that being on this season of bachelor revealed about himself for sure but it's and also the criticism i mean let's be I, honest i viewed it more so for like i don't think he's ready for any type of relationship i mean the way people criticize no. his interaction with his mother could be questioned like with the leg rub that <laughs> i didn't see i didn't even try to go back and see I, that i was like yo talking about it online so you know I took it from that perspective, honestly. So, but no, I agree. I, I, I hope that he finds closure and I hope that he finds love one day, you know? For sure. And I mean, I don't think The Bachelor is the route for most people to go to find said love. Oh. So Matt, do you boo? And let me just say, his brother, John the Scorpio, is going to reap all the dividends from he this. sure is. Ex- from this endeavor. <laughs> Rachel Lindsay's podcast. And yes. Jason, yes. They, ha- they interviewed him. Yes hilarious because they are polar opposites yes absolutely absolutely so thank you so much for your thoughts on that guys if you have any feedback for us because i know especially when this first aired the it was hot in these streets with all the reactions all the breakdowns the tight still here for it yeah yes emmanuel (laughs) 
Yes, we're still here for it. So feel free to reach out to us. Our second hot topic, Sweetie and Quavo, the breakup. Okay, rumors Mm. began circulating, Delora, that rappers Sweetie and Quavo have broken up after two years. After an interview she did on Respectfully Justin show and subsequent comments that she made during that show kind of discussing threesomes you know she they asked her some questions about if your man's doing everything he should be doing would you you know be happy to have a threesome with another woman and she said i'll allow him to choose the, the other man that will have in this threesome and that seemed That's to kind of in my fandom for her i didn't care for her that much <laughs> but i'm like yes sweetie we're i'm here Absolutely, because first of all, don't ask me questions like that, okay? Um, That seemed to kind of start rumors, but then they really heated up when they unfollowed each other on Instagram because, you know, outlets like the Shade Room are petty, and they immediately notice (laughs) when you stop unfollowing your significant other. So Sweetie confirmed the rumors and essentially said Quavo was for these streets, right? He was out here cheating. She ended kind of this little back and forth on social media they had with a – Icy, because she's icy girl. Yes. Take care. Take care, baby. Take care. Again, another nail in my fandom. Delora, were you surprised by this ending to this relationship? Were you were you a fan? Were did you root for this celebrity couple? (laughs) No, because they're (laughs) they're kids. No. (laughs) But what I will say is, obviously, I'm a fan of the Migos. Fight Night is my jam. Obviously, Bad and Bougie, the works. Um, but was I surprised that Quavo wasn't faithful? No. Now, I have to say, I did not know about Sweetie until she started dating him. Mm, yeah. And, uh, and even then, I, I liked Icy and obviously tap in, but how she's carried herself post-breakup has made me more interested in her um, than you know, so I guess what I'm trying to say is I'll probably be more willing to follow what she's doing after this breakup. But was I invested? No. Okay. Um, again, Offset and Cardi B. Lord Jesus. Any inkling Lord Jesus. Of the way these men act in relationships. <laughs> it is not surprising. And I also found out that Sweetie's a cancer too. So, you know, I got a rep from my house. <laughs> okay. Cancers out here in these streets, okay? We are. We're amazing in relationships. Thank you very much. Um, but I, Women, I don't, I don't care for men. Oh, I, you don't rep for the men? Okay. Never. A little, never. Mo- a little emotional. Okay. Girl. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have to concur about. I was not remotely surprised, and this was not a celeb couple that I had any investment in whatsoever. But it's funny because speaking about Van and Rachel Lindsay's podcast, Van was like, listen, I feel like I create these these things because he said he was just asking about them. And I said, no, I literally was just thinking about them the other day before this came out too. Like, how long really? have, yeah, because I was like, how long, you know, just thinking about like certain celebs, like how long have they been together? It's just like they've been together for a while. And, you know, it seems like it's going pretty well. I don't remember what I was. I mean, he, I yeah. buying Bentleys and Birkins. Exactly. Girl. And I don't remember why I was thinking about them, but then this all happened. And I was like, well, you know, I don't, 
I don't have the mentality to think that any of most of the time these men who are in entertainment are going to be faithful. I think I would be more surprised if Russell Wilson cheated on Sierra or I concur. If who's a, who's another one of my favorite couples that I root for? Like oh, said, if Steph Curry steps out on Aisha, I would be surprised by that as well. Absolutely. Right. You're talking about the guys that are the ones who seem like they're kind of like salt of the earth exactly christian good guys not doing any shenanigans versus the ones who, who seem, seem genuinely like they happy are. and yeah. understand that their wife is a prize or a gift absolutely <laughs> not something don't break my heart russell don't break because you're not no. just breaking your heart you breaking my heart you breaking our hearts pretty much but you understand, you, they, they don't come off as the type of men that objectify women. I know that sounds awful, but I mean, well, I it mean, is it's not even is. just that. I mean, it is perception. We don't know any of these people. So it of really course. is just your perception. And, yes. and like I said, I don't, I'm not under the assumption that most of the men who are in entertainment are faithful because, I mean, you're talking about a lot of everyday men are not faithful let alone when you reach a level where you have power the biggest groupies the best groupies you have to your point all of the resources at your disposal i mean i always think back to that joke it's all about the options i mean i just always think back to the dad on love and basketball where he was trying to explain to quincy why he got this whole groupie pregnant and tell my listen they will try to try you at every point in time and the boldest one is in your room at the end of the night you know what i mean like it's just it's a lifestyle and quote in love and basketball you know i don't enjoy that movie i didn't i did not know that and (laughs) that is that is a new thing i learn new things about you all the time all the time that relationship though the way she came for that man at the end was not my cup of tea was not okay well there you go listeners um (laughs) but yeah that's really all i have for sweetie and quavo girl live your best life post breakup because you look good you feeling good do your thing Mm -hmm. i mean i mean her rapping abilities they are what they are (laughs) i don't have anything to say about that i have nothing to say about that no no uh but yeah i think she'll be fine all right our last hot topic delora since you're twisting my arm You have to do it, Because this is, I mean, yes, it is a hot topic in these streets. This character named Derek Jackson, Lord Jesus. Delora, did you know about this man before about 48 hours ago? I sure didn't. I was like, Harpo, who is this man? I, I, and I have several of my close best girlfriends who are like, girl, he's a relationship, blah, blah, blah. I'm like. I'm Kiki Palmer. Exactly. Sorry to this man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I got this man's name in a text and I was like, who is this? Let me Google this real quick. YouTube relationship expert quote quotation marks um was put on so like on the highest form of blast in the last 48 to 72 hours at this point um because he was cheating on his wife you know he's known for giving i guess advice to women wrote books did all these all this stuff and then did a a video looking like his wife was being held hostage girl um, basically apologizing for these things that he's been doing out here in these streets with other women i guess a blogger put him out there Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. at this point delora i don't know if this man put himself out there because he made a reaction Reaction video video. to his (laughs) apology youtube video as if he is not that person he and i said this in our original video ashley he was 
was talking in third person. That I, wasn't I, the original. I Not even the in, reaction. I'll even give you some people when they're at a certain level of narcissism in my mind, absolutely hurts himself on in third person. I'll give you that. But he reached a level of like, you're a psychopath to me that you can record a reaction video <laughs> talking as if you are not this man. Wait, and like then that plug your book yesterday. Like then, it just didn't happen. And then plug your book like a psycho. Talking about do it for her. Do it for my, do it for my wife, you know? He's, two things, I mean, actually, two things. But he's going to thrive in entertainment because this is what people live for. <laughs> two things, okay. Go ahead. The first, okay, yes. I had no idea who this man is because as a rule, I do not listen to men give relationship advice to single women. Uh, to uh, me, uh, Kevin that, Samuels? Uh, that does not... It never really goes well for me in, in, in terms of though. It's always like the woman has to prepare herself and the woman has to do this. I'm like, no, talk to your boys, talk to the ones who can't be faithful, talk to the, no, to the ones who got commitment issues, i.e. Matt. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like they only do it for women because it's lucrative because women are always, you know, not, generalization. I'm generally talking. No, act but, like a lady, think pay, like a man. I pay mean, for these things. And so, yes. the reason why I also don't talk, and thank you for bringing that up, I don't listen to men who give women relationship advice because nine times out of 10, they're never faithful in relationships. Oh. And this mm. is example number one, right? Exhibit A. Well, exhibit A is Steve Harvey because he's been married three times, right? Exhibit B, okay. And number two. Because I had no idea who this man was. Hold on. I love the, the number one exhibit A and B. Give <laughs> <laughs> you a number two, girl. I'm ready. <laughs> number two, his wife. Okay. I don't really want to talk about her looks, but I will have to say this, okay? Yeah. I was like, so do we know what she looked like? And people were like, no, he had never posted her before this moment. Mm-hmm. And... You know, she looked like a sister wife in an episode of <laughs> a polygamy show. I'm gonna be completely honest. I used to watch Big Love, <laughs> baby. Nine one one, do something. Blink your eyes a couple times. Let us know you need help. That handheld was so tight, Ashley. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, again. You know, I don't wear the weaves or have the lashes or anything like that. So I'm not against a woman being, you know, natural per se. However, sis didn't have a bra. It looked like she was wearing a bonnet. (laughs) And I'm like, so you have never showed your wife on your social media. And this is how you decided to present her to the world. I mean, the least she could have done. I mean, one of my favorite memes, they were like, it was a cartoon with a bonnet and it was like come on hun i need to make this video real quick like like <laughs> that is what it looked like and so i just wish there would would have been more thought if he was going to make this type of video that's all she is being held hostage i am fully convinced <laughs> that that child is a member of some type of cult that she will isn't he's not allowing her to be released from because absolutely the visuals and the aesthetic matter especially on a platform like this and especially when you are someone who supposedly is giving a me yeah like vanessa bryant when and rest in peace kobe when kobe had to do his mea culpa vanessa bryant looked beautiful and had a brand new rock on her finger it matters it matters it matters and again i'm not trying to make light of this woman's situation and in general of their situation but it is entertainment fodder 
to the hundredth degree with the way that he has chosen to go about this with this whole second video reacting. So, you know, I don't know how our audience feels about it. Again, y'all can feel free to let us know. But I these shenanigans, like, I don't think he's going to be canceled, Laura. I think he's going to continue. So. No, I think he may have to do some swerve and some pivots in terms of what his branding is going to be. But I think there's definitely going to continue to be a place for him in entertainment because I think this is the shit that people eat up as noted by the fact that we're talking about this person that we did not know about 48 to 72 hours What's his ago. Name again? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Release your wife. That's all I have. Release your wife. Sis be free. Let that woman live. Okay. But that's all I have. I'm not going to get that man anymore my, of my time. So Delora, can we move into a recap that I am so excited about? I can barely oh contain God. myself. Me too. I am cheesing. We are recapping this week. WandaVision. Oh my God. Marvel Universe. Disney Plus original. It's eight episodes, approximately 30 minutes each episode. It premiered January 15th this, this year. And the final episode aired March 5th. It is a drama it's mystery, it's romance, it's a sitcom, it's superheroes, it is literally everything, okay? Yes. So here's a quick synopsis. Marvel Studios presents WandaVision, a blend of classic television and the Marvel Cinematic Universe in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two superpowered beings, live idolized suburban lives begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems all right this show stars elizabeth olsen yes yes the yes, sister, yes mary kate and <laughs> mary kate and ashley okay love you elizabeth. as wanda maximoff paul bettany as vision tiana paris as monica Rambo. Get it, Monica. Catherine Hahn as Angus. My girl. Kate Dinnings as Dr. Darcy Lewis. Get that doctor in there. My boy, Randall Park as Agent Jimmy Blue. <laughs> and the writer and executive producer, Jack Schaefer. Kevin Fag, executive producer. And Mac Sheckman director mm-hmm. but note he did he directed a lot of big shows including game of thrones which yeah and he was also a, ch- a child actor yes, in sitcoms yes, yes. all right ashley the ratings for this show is pretty solid rotten tomatoes 91 percent critics 81 percent audience score and 93 percent for google users what's your score ashley oh my goodness last episode you asked me if i had a favorite child If I have a favorite child right now, this is going to be it because this series gets an A for me. And the only reason why it's not an A plus, I'm going to say after everything is discussed because I don't want to ruin or spoil anything. But Delora, this series may have started slow, but I knew Marvel would never let me down. I told you I was fascinated by this from jump. Because mm-hmm. I had no idea. We had no idea what this was possibly going to be. It, it was um, when I was looking up uh, the show, 
one of the things that I saw one of the critics mention is it's like a mystery box show, right? We, we yes, really didn't more know is revealed what we were going to get. So oh I agree. my god, and it was just so many possibilities. Can I also say the performances <sighs> stellar, stellar. Elizabeth Olsen, Tiana Paris, and yes. Catherine Hahn. I lived for these women. Absolutely. Uh, yes, this show gets a name for me as well. Yes, this is the first time ever we have had the exact same grade, isn't it? Is it the first time ever? I don't know. I feel we like we've been. Yeah, I feel like we've been in the ballpark, but I don't know yes. if we've had the exact same grade. If I'm yes. wrong, it's okay. But. Awesome. I almost gave it an A minus though, but I I'll explain why I gave it a solid A towards the end as well. Okay. All right. And we're going to go ahead and get into our spoiler alert. So, as I do this recap, I'm not going to give all the spoilers up at once, okay? I am going to group the episodes into grouping. So, the first two episodes we're going to group together. So, the first two episodes, episode 1, Filmed before a live studio audience, Wanda and Vision struggle to conceal their powers during dinner with Vision's boss and his wife. And the second episode, Don't Touch That Dial. In efforts to fit in, Wanda and Vision perform a magic act in their community talent show. All right, Ashley. So when we start off in WandaVision, we're in black and white. Yes. One of the things I noticed right away, especially with the first two episodes, was like, oh my goodness, they're tapping into classic sitcoms, Mm -hmm. right? So the first episode tapped into the 50s, so the classic Dick Van Dyke show. Yes. And then the second one was more of a bewitch film. Yes. And so the, the biggest takeaways from episode one and two is that... As I mentioned in this um, episode summaries, they're in this new town. They're trying to hide their powers. They have this nosy neighbor, um, Agnes. But in episode one, one of the things that was really alarming for me was when they were having their dinner scene and Mr. Hart was choking. And he was choking for like freaking five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... um, we get to stop it. And then he stops choking. Like, it, it, I mean, and then Vision helps him with the, you know, thing in his with throat. His ma- but, with his powers, yes. And, and so you're, you're lost, right? Wondering what exactly is going on. What did you think about this moment? So let me say that this is not the only moment I felt confusion. I felt confusion from the jump, right? Yes. Because yes. We just watched Endgame in terms of the Marvel Universe. So yes. you're wondering, what does it, how does this pick up and what the fuck is going on? Absolutely. Vision's supposed to be dead. So how yes. is Vision even alive? Thank so you. let's get to the, scene, the end of the episode. By now, it's like I am confused and frustrated and I want to understand what this dynamic is. Because again, to your point, it's, it's this 50s sitcom, Dick Van Dyke show type of energy. And you're wondering, what is happening? Is this reality? Are we living in an alternate universe? Why is does it seem like the wife is not taking it seriously? And then all of a sudden I'm in the twilight zone and it seems like we're seeing that she's in 
either danger or trouble you see like a tear kind of fall out of her eye absolutely it's like, it was giving me some get out vibes girl it was like what is happening but again the whole episode is a what the fuck so at this point it's like this is cute but y'all need to explain to me what is going on i just felt frustrated yeah well said and i have to say it was genuinely funny though these first two episodes made me feel so happy and warm inside even though i had no idea what was going on i grew up sitting and watching these black and white shows with my grandma you know what i mean it was definitely nostalgia factor and fun fact this was really recorded in front of a live studio audience it sure was so you yes. have that energy you can feel that energy and i'm gonna say one more thing um Wanda and Vision were my two least favorite Avengers. Okay. I'm an original four kind of girl, right? We're talking Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and Hulk. And, Hulk. and then, of course, Black Panther. But he's, you know, honorable mention. But I'm an original four girl. So I never cared for them in the movies. I, I never really trusted Wanda because she was enemy first in the yeah. whole time. And yeah. then she switched over. And so I was not one of the first watchers of this show. So honestly, I heard so many people complaining about this show that I was like, oh, well, you know, I guess I don't need to watch it. And then when, <laughs> when I start hearing the tide turn for the show, Girl, I was like, okay, hard, so maybe hard. I need to watch this before the finale. And thankfully I did. Because it was so good, right? It it's is so amazing. well done. Let's just even talk about the fact that each episode is a different theme, yes. song that yes. introduces you to the era. I yes. mean, the, the details, it's just so deliciously it, executed. It, it is, exactly. And again, fun fact, the jingles were composed by Robert and Tim Lopez. These are the people who won two Oscars for Let It Go and remember me from Coco, okay? Girl. So these people are used to bringing... I mean, Robert's a freaking EGOT, okay? He's really? The youngest, the youngest EGOT. They were not playing. Did you watch the Assemble, the Making a WandaVision featurette? Guys, if you have not, 60 Minutes, well worth the watch. It was amazing Absolutely. on Disney+. Plus. All right, so going into episode two, there's this... Yeah, again, Wanda and Vision are trying to assimilate to their new suburban neighborhood. We are no longer in the 50s. We are now in the 60s. I forgot one quick thing. Mm -hmm. One thing real quick for episode one that bothered me too is that Wanda and Vision don't even know what's going on. Yes. When they were asked, like, why, where did you move from? How long have you been married? What's your story? They didn't even know. So I'm yes. frustrated. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> Excellent point. Excellent point. So episode two, this talent show they're getting ready for, Wanda finds this color helicopter in the yard. So back to what you were saying, they have no idea what's going on, right? Yes. Um, and out of this black and white world, we see something in color and it has a sword on it. So that's interesting. Uh, Wanda also meets a new neighbor, uh, Geraldine at some committee meeting here again the nosy neighbor agnes pops up at um the meeting as well as the talent show 
I think it is kind of funny how Vision hangs out with the guys and and for Neighborhood Watch, but it's essentially a gossip circle for the guys. <laughs> um, one of the things that I thought was interesting is that, duh, Vision doesn't eat, but they offered him gum and he swallows that gum. And it's silly kinda, as hell. Silly <laughs> as hell. It, it makes things kind of wonky. Um, this uber is- powerful Avenger, who yes. we know is. <laughs> The one of those powerful weapons ever created eats a piece of gum and goes haywire. Y'all, yeah, they were tripping. Like again, loved it, but it was like, what, what? Yeah, that's what was so amazing about those sitcoms <gasps> back in the day. They were so like basic when it comes to the type of <laughs> issues they were dealing with. Yes, silly, um, very silly. And so one of the things Wanda also noticed after the meeting for the talent show the radio yeah the radio she heard someone saying do you hear me do you hear me and then you know wanda pauses and you know goes back to normal we have the talent show (laughs) wanda and vision are still trying to conceal their powers so vision being wonky is you know doing you know magic or you know superhero powers and of course one is covering it up and they ultimately win because they had a wonderful magic show towards the end of this episode wanda gets pregnant out of nowhere has a whole belly out of nowhere and they go outside and they see a beekeeper coming out of a manhole and all she simply says is no and it rewinds and they are back in their house and then color they kiss and then color shows yes that was very the magician's moment for me with the beekeeper thing because of the bees yes Yes. (laughs) shout out to the magicians love that show so some of my questions to myself at this point was wanda like who's doing this who's in control Exactly. Because it feels like to us, and again, the way that they're, we're, being, we're perceiving it right now, neither of them have any understanding of this world, why they're here, what their story is, who they even are. And then you yeah. have these moments now. You have the helicopter. You have this beekeeper. You had even Dottie. You saw red blood. Again, this is in black and white. And yeah. Dottie had red blood when she broke a glass. I mean, it's just there's now starting to be these, these drops and gems of like, this isn't what it seems, but we still don't know why or if someone has trapped them somehow in some type of alternate world or universe the next two episodes episode three and four now in color wanda's pregnancy flits her powers as she envisioned prepare for an accelerated delivery and we interrupt this program monica rambo tasked with a special assignment regarding sentient weapons goes missing all right ashley we are now in color and we are now in the 70s so it is giving you brady bunch yes partridge family realness okay Yes. yes wanda is rapidly pregnant right so she she pops up with a little billy the previous episode and now she's apparently four months <laughs> pregnant. her powers are completely out of whack yes um vision is slowly you know increasingly realizing that something is wrong right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Also, Geraldine comes over to tell Wanda about her promotion. And of course, Wanda is still trying to conceal her power and her pregnancy because guess what? She wasn't pregnant yesterday. Exactly. Geraldine saw her. Exactly. And what's interesting about this is Wanda's pregnancy accelerates so much that she delivers twin boys, Ashley. Crazy. Laura, do you think more women would have children if uh, their pregnancy only lasted a matter of hours? Sure, I would. (laughs) Absolutely. Be dropping babies left to right. And so what's also interesting about this moment is Geraldine not only... Uh, deliver <laughs> delivers Wanda's babies. She brings up Ultron and Wanda's brother Pedro. Yes. So what's interesting for me at this point, Ashley, is the fact that Wanda seems not Wanda. Geraldine seems to be pretty lucid, right? <laughs> Knowing what's actually going on. It's at least, part. yeah, it's at least the first break in this reality versus the reality that we are aware of, as well as um, that it seems like they would be aware of, right? And yes. it's a moment where it seems like she had to do some type of deep thinking to even get there. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, is That's she, all I have. Wanda, Wanda, that is, doing deep thinking to get there? Is that what No, Geraldine, because you see her, mm. like, it's like a moment of a break mentally where it's like, mm. she's taking a moment to pause and be like, your brother Pietro, he was killed by Ultron, right? So, like, as even in the audience, it's like the first crack that really breaks this illusion of whatever it is this world is that they're living in. Cause it's like, that's a reference back to the realities of what we know to be going on in the world of Marvel at this point. Absolutely. And the, and while that conversation is going on with Geraldine and Wanda vision is having conversation with uh, Herb and Agnes and they're telling vision, Hey, Geraldine doesn't have a home. Gerald, like who is she where is she from so vision runs in and he sees the babies but he's wondering and asking wanda what happened to geraldine yeah and what we see at the end of this episode is geraldine flying through some type of weird barrier that and, and it's at nighttime and seemingly present day yes and a whole is bunch of military vehicles surrounding her. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Any other thoughts before I go into episode four, Ashley? Nope, I'm with you. Okay, episode four. As I mentioned, Monica Rambo. Well, we didn't know who she was until the beginning of this episode, right? Monica Rambo was a part of the blip. Yes. And she and we meet her in the beginning of this episode when she returns to where she last was five years ago in the hospital for her mom's surgery. And like many people, I'm sure, who returned from the blip, she found mm-hmm. out a lot, of, a lot has happened, including her mom passing away two years ago. Yeah. I mean, three years ago. It was two three years, years ago. after her disappearance. Yeah. And the significance of this, obviously, to anybody who's a Marvel fan, is this is coming, this Captain America reference. I mean, it not is. Captain America, Captain Marvel, Marvel. reference. Because that's when we heard about and found out about the Rambos. Exactly. And we find out that her mom was, you know, had been in charge up until her death. And, and Monica herself is... Um, a high-ranking official in this sword um, organization. She's an astronaut. And she 
is she would have been her mom's successor if it wasn't for um, blip. Hayward. And the blip. Oh, and the blip. So Hayward is now the guy in charge. He's the director. And he essentially is grounding her um, because one of the things that her mom put in place as leader is anyone who returns after the blip, they're grounded for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So she's grounded. So he sends her on a missing persons assignment in New Jersey, Westview, New Jersey. Which to her is so insulting, right? I do space exploration. I am a astronaut and you're sending me for a missing persons case? Exactly. So technically she shouldn't even have to do this, right? Exactly. So she goes to Westview, New, uh, New Jersey, and she meets Agent Wu, who for everyone who's wondering why he looks familiar he's from the ant-man movies i had to watch the assemble to know that because i was like ant-man yes. is my least favorite so i didn't retain it i'm so exactly. sorry <laughs> girl you are not alone love you paul rudd but no <laughs> i love paul rudd and he's obviously ageless right but absolutely um... since clueless baby i've loved you but no <laughs> ant-man ant-man and the wasp least favorite out of all the marvel films sorry so Monica arrives and he's Agent Wu is informing her that he had a witness, but now the witness is no longer available. And the officer he, he was talking to, they all have some type of selective amnesia. So she sends in the helicopter that we found from episode two, and she gets sucked in. And we realize, oh, connecting the dots, that's how she got into this world weird world the sitcom world and also of note that helicopter was a drone so it somehow changed what it originally was once it entered into this uh pair other universe as i still call it to this point (laughs) excellent excellent point and we also meet dr um willis as well she's from the thor movies and um she's the one that realized that hey we need a tv because she's getting some real tv vibes from i love darcy (laughs) i love darcy so much the scene in the van oh so you're a boy scout okay i'm sorry what do you do yeah (laughs) yeah love darcy exactly and so they are able to see that this quote-unquote alternate reality is a sitcom or at least staged as a sitcom there's a broadcast signal being sent out what the exactly exactly and one of the things that i love about this show is the level of detail but anything disney they are just down to the t and of course marvel you know same thing because this basically just explained all of the things that was going on episode two right the helicopter the radio interference all of those things are explained in this episode exactly exactly okay so agent Wu, like you mentioned did the radio signal he was the one that was talking to wanda and then we have we find out that it was wanda that blessed monica out of the bubble Mm. and when Monica wakes up she says it's Wanda it's all Wanda Ashley I was losing my sugar honey iced tea at this point I mean it was such this is when it started really heating up this is when everybody was like oh shit here we go because everything is starting to be explained and understood so somehow Wanda 
is the bad the bad guy. Yep. I was he like, has all these knows people. exactly what's yes. going on. And she's lying. She's she, it seems like to us that she's flat out lying about everything that has happened. Lying and just playing complete dumb. And so honestly, it also took a scene that scene, but her seeing dead vision, the dead form of yeah. vision when she was talking to him that made you realize, like, okay. She's doing all this intentionally. So and it was also, was- again, a, a thought of, so is this really Vision or is he still dead? Because we don't understand how this he's there. Exactly. Vision was killed twice. First it, or two times in Infinity Wars. Like, how exactly. is this man existing? Explain. Exactly. <laughs> so we, we go to episodes five and six now. All right. Episode five. On a very special episode, Wanda addresses Vision's worries when he grows suspicious of the neighbor's strange behavior. And then we have all new Halloween spooktacular. Yes. (laughs) My favorite episode. Oh, I love the costumes. Uh, Disturbances on Halloween separate Wanda from Vision, who looks into anomalous activities in west view all right ashley episode five we are in the 80s okay so you talk about nostalgia i felt it in my whole chest (laughs) exactly this is when it started feeling real real okay yes The, the theme songs were so good okay again they tapped into growing pains they tapped into what's the other um, full house girl full yes house full house that is a full circle moment for elizabeth olsen yes all the goodness okay oh my gosh (sighs) okay so (laughs) the babies are going crazy at this point because they're they're babies right and so they're playing up you know Wanda envision being new pre- parents and Agnes always so helpful and always available. Ever present. She, she helps take care of the crying babies. Um, I love, again, the 80s hair and the workout gear she had on had me ho- laughing. I loved it. One of the things that I, so one of the things about this particular episode is they go back inside this bubble and then outside this bubble, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's safe to say at this point, we were calling the bubble Hex at this point in the show. Yeah, Darcy's and, nickname. Darcy's nickname. One of the things that I thought was fascinating about the Hex that I wanted to bring up, and, I, and I'm getting this from Wikipedia. So they said on um, the Hollywood Reporters, Richard Newby pointed out that uh, hexagons is a reoccurring motif in the series. Hex meaning both six in Greek and witchcraft in German. Oh. And how they uh, both. That's those a red terms, herring. That's a red yes, herring. Were prevalent in the earlier episodes of the show. So okay. I. I just wanted to bring that up since now we're going to be calling the bubble the hex, right? Well, I, since we're talking about that too, I just want to say the inspo for it was actually the way that old school televisions look yes. when it comes to static. static. Like mm-hmm. again, y'all level of detail is too much it's for impeccable. me. It's too it's much impeccable. to bear. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. 
Okay, so we're going in and out of the hex in, in these episodes moving forward at this point. Yes. And one of the things that Monica is reporting in her experience in the hex is that she had this overwhelming feeling of hopelessness mm. and grief while yes. in the hex. And yes. so that's important. And she was to, in pain. She was, she in, was pain. in pain. Yes. And so the head of SWORD, who is Hayward is looking to build a case against Wanda at this point. We still really don't know their he's call- motives. He's calling her a terrorist. He is flat out, flat out. Well, well said, right? <laughs> um, Monica, however, doesn't think that the hex is premeditated at all. And so going back into the hex, Vision is so intelligent that he's still is sensing something is off because at this point we know that Wanda knows what's going on, but he, you know, vision is still in the dark. The boys accelerate in growth. They go from babies to toddlers in just like that. Yes. (laughs) And I also want to note that Monica wants to go back into the hex because she feels like she can, she can warn Wanda in some ways. All right. So one of the things that the operations going on outside of the hex, they realized that the items that go into the hex form to the time period. But if you bring right. in something that was from that time period, there should not be a change. Mm-hmm. Hence a drone from the eighties. And so that was one of the first times that the sword Asians and the FBI agents were able to make contact with Wanda was through this eighties drone. And of course, Hayward not telling Monica his true intent shot at Wanda and her boys were right behind her Ashley yeah because he uh, he's he's been telling some tales he has now made it seem like and has shown information about supposedly Wanda breaking into their facility and doing some things that she shouldn't have done in terms of supposedly kidnapping vision I mean he's making a case again for her to supposedly be a terrorist Mm -hmm. and they shoot at her and yeah wanda walks out of that hex and she pretty much says stay out and she's like no one's ever gonna take this away from me again and she comes out in full accent in full wanda maximoff realness which is the first time you see her break any type of character which can i say too see you see how intentional everything has been up at this point and that's one of the reasons too why vision has been so suspicious is i don't i don't think you mentioned it yet but that we've still had more continual breaks in character of the other people in the town agnes had another break out of character when she came to see the babies and she was like oh do you want me to take that again and it was like hold on what is going on and then vision vision took norm out of the mind control essentially at work yes so he's like listen i'm too smart for all this he is he is and the other thing that she does when she goes back into the hex is that she creates an an, 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 a stronger uh border so people can easily go in and out and at the end of the episode we have her brother show up or is it because he has a whole new face so one of the things that i put in my notes was 
um they they have a second ray brother or could this be a play into how sitcoms used to love recasting people in a heartbeat back in the day i mean i say back in the day i mean present day as well <laughs> no for sure and i think that's interesting because my immediate thought was how y'all gonna take evan peters from the x-men universe version yes. of this character yes. into this show what are we saying this what was what saying? started making me feel like okay so now that and this is this is high level folks in terms of probably most of y'all caring about 20th century got bought a lot of their products got bought from disney mm-hmm. so x-men used to be a part of that and now they are a sister of this universe so it's like okay are we going to introduce x-men into this marvel cinematic universe that they had not been a part of this was the first glimpse of like is that what this purpose is for for well, me anyway this is where it also got really detailed in terms of like some game of thrones type of level stuff where it's like are they really trying to tell us something or whatever you know and there were so many theories there were so many theories there are there's some of that there but it's not as prevalent as it was when it when it was like game of thrones back (laughs) and then the last thing i want to say about this too is this is the first time that we're seeing wanda out of control we just saw that we felt she was totally in control now all of a sudden she looks just as confused as we are that this pietro with a new face is somehow showing up on her front doorstep exactly exactly the other thing that's significant about this episode is the boys age up to age 10 yes. because they wanted a dog. And unfortunately, Sparky dies and Agnes finds him in the bushes. Episode six, your favorite episode. Yay, Halloween. Spooktaculars. Wanda has a lot of questions for her brother because she really doesn't know how exactly he's there, right? Um, but it's Halloween, right? And so everyone's dressed up and ready to trick or treat. Vision apparently claims to be on duty, so that is why he's not able to hang out with the family. Yeah, for for their little uh, patrol of the neighborhood. But we just saw them get into a heated argument at the end of episode five. So it's like all, all of a sudden now everything's peachy. I don't think yeah. so. Oh yeah, because that that was the confrontation. I forgot. That's when they were. He's like, tell me what's going on. Yeah, I mean, they they both went up in the air. It they got sure real. Did. Also, yes, Delora, they... this is now the 90s. Malcolm in the Middle vibes out here. <laughs> Thank you very much so. And, you know, I actually didn't watch that show. I knew what they were referencing, but yeah. um, I love how, yeah, the kid narrative and everything like that. And Wanda is asking, why doesn't her, this new brother doesn't have uh, an accent? He asked her, where's yours? Because I thought it was really interesting during all of all of the times through the different, you know, eras of sitcoms, Wanda's accent is nowhere to be found, right? And she seems a-okay with it. Absolutely. <laughs> and again, Wanda finds out that Vision actually is not on duty, but what Vision is doing is he's exploring the town. And he's seeing the further he gets to the edge of the town, people are barely moving. And he runs into Agnes and he shocks her to reality. And she kind of tells him about himself. She was like, oh my goodness, am I dead? Because you are. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) And that really got 
visions wills turning so outside the hex though before i go further into the episode i want to mention that monica is living with captain hayward at this point for sending weapons in that drone because she was trying to make contact and hayward is actually showing his ass at this point because he has no respect for her showing his whole ass to say which one uh, which one was the sassy best friend when it came to you know wanda and geraldine's relationship mm-hmm. aka monica and i'm like sir one of the things that i do love about asia Mu, by the way he is like the best person to probably work with because he was always so encouraging he was like there's no there's no time to disparage um our employees or whenever um lewis had a great idea he would always say oh great idea or Thank you for your efforts, even if something didn't go through. I'm like, Ichimu is like the most <laughs> kind of coworker, by the way. So supportive. <laughs> okay, but um, overall, we find out Hayward's true intentions. Uh, well, we're getting more of his true intentions in that he's solely tracking vision at this point, right? Um, because before you know we didn't know what his motives were outside of you know finding the people so one of the things about monica also is that her cells are changing every time she goes in and out of the hex down to her core is just per darcy per darcy exactly she's changing and so it's encouraged that she doesn't go back into the hex But she really wants to, obviously. This black woman putting her whole life on the line. Y'all better appreciate her. (laughs) That's how I felt. (laughs) No, that's real. So back in the hex, we are back with Wanda and her brother and the boys. And her brother continues to ask more questions. He's asking, where are the kids, you know, this whole time? Up until this point, with it being Halloween, where were the children? Again, he's asking, how are you doing all this? Wanda doesn't remember how she did any of this. And she, she did open up and said, I felt alone and I felt endless nothingness. Yeah. And then, and then she sees a form of her dead brother as well. Yes. And so vision makes it to the edge of the town and he tries to go through the hex the little boy billy with his psychic powers warns wanda the brother had the nerve to say don't worry it's not like your husband could die twice she was not having any of that right no no. vision makes his way outside of the hex and we see that he deteriorates so there's no life outside the hex for him and Wanda expands the hex to save vision. And in the process, Dr. Lewis is a part of that. And everyone else seems to get, not everyone, a large part of the Asians get sucked into the hex. But yeah. the other main characters were able to manage not to get inside. Yeah, she expanded the borders, which took over the sword little compound that they had built. And they had Darcy handcuffed, so she had no choice exactly ashley any thoughts about your favorite episode here um i love the throwback to the comic books in this with the costumes that both wanda and vision wore i i love that we really got to have these conversations between um wanda and fake pietro immediately so that that wasn't just left out here so i was like i need to know who this person is and why and he was just giving me very strange like why are you asking all these questions who is puppeteering you vibes 
immediately. Exactly. Exactly. And then the last thing is just, I love seeing more of what the twins abilities are. Cause now it's like Billy is somehow like telepathic. Cause he's hearing mm-hmm. visions voice and seeing he's in trouble. Uh, Tommy has super speed. So you were wondering like what these kids were going to be able to do. Cause obviously based on who their parents are and the fact that they've been speeding up their ages gives you an idea. They have something going on. Exactly. But what exactly? I really enjoy the kick-ass joke that they slid in there. Um, to yes, kick-ass. Homage of the original Pedro. <laughs> so I, I thought it was very smart. And again, to your point, uh, Elizabeth looked amazing in that Scarlet Witch outfit. It was so cute. I loved it. Yes. Well, she said a Sokovian fortune teller <laughs> when she yes. first came down the steps. She, she, everything she did in this series, I was here for. I love to see this expansion of her as an actress. Big fan. All right, Ashley. Episodes seven and eight. Ooh, we're getting into the good, good girl. We're getting into the good, good. And we're going to have more, more conversations, I promise. Okay. Episode eight, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Monica plots her return, Wanda navigates unsettling complications, and Vision forms a new alliance. And then we have previously on, Wanda embarks on a troubling journey revisiting her past for insight into her present and future. All right, Ashley, episode seven, we begin with, this is post-Halloween, Wanda is tired okay mm. we are now in the the aughts the two early 2000s uh so the drumming and the talking to the camera as interview form was giving me modern family absolutely office vibes absolutely. arrested development it was can uh, i just I say, say i'm so ashamed to say this was the one era that i did not immediately figure out what the inspirations were and i was like how is that possible that these are shows i mean i own seasons <laughs> of modern family i watch the office almost every day wait, wait, wait. ashley i've watched every episode of modern family <laughs> exactly. me too me too that's what i'm saying i was like i am ashamed to say that this was, the, this was, was. the one era that threw me off i don't know why i don't know if yeah. it's like you have that nostalgia factor from childhood that just sticks in your brain because yes. i'm like why is this the one era that i could i watch this shit all the time it's like for me from the beginning right for sure <laughs> for sure ridiculous but but yeah go ahead so one is tired and we can make the assumptions at this point that she's tired because she expanded the hex right um it's taking a lot of energy out of her but it's very interesting why considering she wasn't this tired in the beginning of this season so anyway it was also give you more and more feeling of like now all of a sudden you're out of control for real like you're yes. talking as if you have no idea what's happening yes what's that's happening. a great point because <laughs> the props are going crazy the milk cartons don't know what air it is neither does the game controls the tvs the, the props none of it it's all out of whack and um and Can I this- say that line? I'm not sleeping, just resting my eyes. That she oh, said to her kid. It. That is the most mom. You know I despise. I hated when my mom used to say that to me. That's such a mom line. Like, why don't you just tell the truth? You're going to sleep. You, I know, but no, no, there isn't such a thing. I promise that this is such a thing as my mom was never just resting her eyes. She was and never to sleep. Okay, I have a I have a mommy confession that I'm letting all of our audience hear. 
there has been more than one occasion getting ready for nap time we we lay down everything everything is set right because she listens to white noise and everything and I'm like yeah we just lay down and we just close our eyes and there have been times where I've woken myself up (laughs) and she's off in her room playing with some books or some type of puzzle and I'm just like whoa what mom fell asleep fully (laughs) I was only meant to rest my eyes okay I digress so Wanda's having the case of the Mondays, Ashley. Okay. Um, there's no longer a broadcast at this point. Crazy. Um, Vision wakes up in a field with a circus. Okay. And we see Dr. Lewis, who apparently has a case of amnesia. So that, you know, validated the theory of everyone in this particular bubble you know no longer have full control of their minds and what's going on Mm -hmm. and so vision and dr lewis you know create an alliance they team up he he zaps her brain so she can tell her tell him what exactly is going on yes and um even though she don't really have any answers (laughs) right exactly (laughs) um in the meantime because Wanda is having uh, the case of Mondays, Agnes, always available, always there, has agreed to have the boys stay with her for the day while Wanda goes, what she calls a quarantine style staycation. I'm like, I don't know if you knew what that meant when you said that. <laughs> At the time, right? The time. I don't know if this was, you know, when y'all had just come back from break, but you know, she's definitely in a funk. Everything is meaningless. Now Pietro, she knows for sure is an imposter. Yes. And also back to my comment about Vision and Darcy. I'm sorry. She did have a little info. She filled him in on. Yep. He was finally getting answers about what happened in the past because he had he has no recollection so she told him that he died she told him about him being an avenger and all those things and so twice you died twice and one of the things that i also thought was um interesting and funny was because they were on the edge i guess Wanda had it set up to where no one could really make their way back to the to the town so they kept getting stopped by these fake constructions or the or at least walk. them right like he said he made it seem like it was pointed at them specifically like i think because wanda's trying to upset. stop me from yes. getting back yeah yes yeah yes and so monica wants to go back into the hex she has all of her gear she goes in and guess what the gear is just it just didn't work and monica took the risk and she put her whole body through that that hex again and her eyes started lighting up ashley something happened she took on some form of a of powers from the hex some form of something my question in this moment was because of the world we're living in was she already predisposed to having powers you think or was some like as in like a mutant and it was unlocked or did she just you know it just is what it is she's a human that could take it yeah no i think she does become something in the mcu universe i think this is just her origin story based off what it is on the show but i think there there is something in the comics that are much different i didn't say this in the beginning of this recap we are not comic experts we are going solely off of what we know from the show and maybe any other source material we have but we are not nope 
we do not get into the comics. (laughs) We do not get into the comics. Love all of you though who do. Yeah, but we've seen all the movies. Okay. But yeah, that's that's it. That's it. Thank you for that disclaimer. Monica makes her way to Wanda and she tries to warn her of Hayward's plan for vision, but Agnes cock blocks because she always seems to be in the way all the time. Wanda goes to Agnes' house and it's just eerily quiet and she sees bugs and then Wanda's like, where are my boys? And she's like, oh, I think they're in the basement. What a trope. She proceeds to go downstairs and she proceeds to go through a darkened entryway surrounded by vines. Come on, Wanda. Come on. And she walks in the center of this altar-looking, sanctuary-looking place. And we find out that it was Agatha all along, Ashley. <laughs> Agatha Harkness. It was Agatha all along. That song was a hit. It was a bop. And she killed Sparky. <laughs> First of all, Catherine Hahn, you know you lived your best life in this role, girl. You know you lived your best life. It was so good. And I'm it was here so for unexpected. It. it was such a great twist. I was annoyed with this whole basement basement shtick. Because you again, know what? I would never. I would never. I would never. Girl, and these are Avengers. Like I get it that we're supposed to go along with it for the sake of this being sitcom style, but we're starting to come out of the sitcom style. And it's like Wanda, you are in control of this whole world that you created, but you still fall for they're in the basement, walk downstairs, go into this weird looking little uh, corridor, and then all of a sudden you're trapped. And here's the real Agnes. It was just like, y'all are playing with me a little too much on this on this scene, but what she a hell of a twist. Tired. She could have been tired. True, and a hell of a twist, and especially your mom. So I'm sure you'll yeah. do some crazy things for your children on occasion. But what I realized, too, is all this time when Agnes had been claiming something about her husband, Ralph, we never saw Ralph. We never saw Ralph. And I have to say, Ashley, I had no I noticed that like three episodes prior. I was like, we're probably never going to see Ralph. I have a feeling I had a feeling. Now, I didn't know if she was the bad person the whole time. And that's actually something that we can talk about towards the end. But she was something else. She was always there. She was always there. She was. All right, so episode eight, Ashley. Now, this is actually my favorite episode of the whole season or series. It is called Previously On. We start this episode in 1693 Salem, and we get a really, you know me, I love a throwback or a time travel moment. We, We get an idea of Agatha's origin story. She apparently is a part of a coven and she's being punished because she's practicing dark magic or magic that's higher than her current level. A no-no in every witch film and TV show we've ever seen. Every, okay. (laughs) (laughs) They try to punish her and she ends up absorbing all of their magic so much so that it kills her entire coven, including her mother, who was the head bitch in charge. Okay. That was scary. That was actually creepy. Like, I'm not going to lie. Towards the end here, I was like, there were some creepy moments. I was like, No, it was super creepy. It was scary. And then it makes you wonder, like, what the fuck has Agatha been up to all this time? If you this powerful. This entire time. Where you been, Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So we are then, you know, back to present day. Agatha tells Wanda that 
her mind was never available to Wanda. So she was playing along the whole time. Which we got a note of when Billy, remember Billy said you're empty inside? That was my first guess that something was off. And I yes. couldn't figure out what, but go Excellent ahead. Point. We find out that Agatha was behind Phaedro, the fake Pedro. Yep. Phaedro. Uh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and also at this moment, uh, Wanda is under a spell that Agatha's had because she had all the ruins and we learned that Wanda is an untrained witch. So she doesn't consider herself to be a witch at all. She, she does like, not, though. Yeah, that's no. very true. Agatha is like, I want to know how, how you're able to do all of this. You have thousands of people under your thumb. You have illusions all across this town. What's your secret? And Wanda keeps telling her, I don't know. And, and again, the, this is a reoccurring theme. The feeling of nothingness, the endless nothingness that that's all she says that she feels and so agatha is like we're gonna take a trip and see where the source of your power is this was a great episode this was phenomenal okay <laughs> this is phenomenal they're winning an emmy they have to for writing they have to okay so we go to wanda's past she's back in her home country in europe with her twin and her dad comes home with a suitcase full of sitcoms in his briefcase. Dump, dump, dump. This is the inspiration. <laughs> the inspiration. It is TV night and they speak English. And Wanda's favorite was Dick Van Dyke. It is then we have the explosion with the Stark bomb. Damn it, Tony. That killed her parents, but never exploded. And it was it was a defective bomb, and they were trapped for two days. The second bomb, the second bomb that came, because there was two. There had to yes, be two. The second yeah. one, yes, the one that was in their apartment that they were looking at. Mm-hmm. So Agatha's like, okay, so you were a small little witch, right? And you just had to harness your power because of this tragedy, and and she didn't get her answer. So they move on to the next moment. Wanda and her brother become radicalized. And so they're willing to do anything to fight against, you know, Tony Stark and or and or America. I'm not, it's always very weird in comic books when they do this Hydra situation. And her and her brother were experimented on with the Infinity Stone. And that's where for the first time she saw Scarlet Witch. And even at that time, she was watching a sitcom while she was waiting, you know, during all the experimentations and things like that. And she was special because every, everybody else, they made a point of saying everybody else who had come in had died. Exactly. And her and her brother were the only two that survived. We then make it to the Avengers compound, Ashley. She's watching Michael Men in the Middle. <laughs> and at this point, she is feeling lonely. She's in a new country. She lost her brother. And she is comforted by a conversation with vision at this point best line in the whole show the best line in the whole show so she tells vision that she just feels like her sorrow just washes over her over and over again and he's like but what is grief but love persevering best line in the whole show i hadn't thought about how much wanda had lost either until we got to this point i was like damn you really have lost everybody you've ever loved especially in a short amount of time yeah actual context like we could space it out because we were just waiting for the movies to come out each year right right (laughs) 
it's too much. It's too much. And you realize this whole show is about her dealing with all this grief. I mean, it's a lot, ma'am. And so Agatha's like, your parents dead, your brother's dead, Vision's dead. We go to Sword Compound. Or not the compound, but, you know, the organization. And she wants to see Vision. She wants to bury him because that was part of his will, right? He, he, He didn't want to be experimented on. And Hayward, being a man of what a typical capital not capitalist but you know power hungry or whatnot he's like we're not gonna put three billion dollars worth of vibranium in the ground yeah he just saw him as a weapon and wanda insisted on seeing vision she sees him dismantled she puts her hand over his head and said i can't feel you and then she walks out the door so then at that point as an audience member i'm just like yo that's not even vision like in the hex because he's right there on on the table. Because and Hayward lied, right? Because the story he, he painted lied, earlier exactly. is that she stole, she stole the Vision's body, came in, did crazy stuff, stole his body, and was able to resurrect him. That's a whole lie. That's a whole lie. But I think he was the first person to tell her that she has the power to bring her loved one back to life, and she yeah. looked at him like, "What? No, I don't." Well, she leaves the headquarters and she's goes on this road trip and she ends up in freaking Westview, New Jersey. She walks on this plot of land and it's a, a design of a home that says to grow old in V. She had the deed in her car when she left. This was the the land for them to, to start a life together. Tragic. In in the throes of grief. Tragic. Built this entire world and vision. Girl. That was some hella powerful power that came out of her whole body that she created this whole universe as well as replicating this person, this this man. I I I mean, he's not a person or a man. Vision. Exactly. And Agatha tells her, I know who you are. And she was like, you have no idea how powerful you are. This is chaos magic, Wanda. Yeah. She told her, you're supposed to be a myth. You are the Scarlet Witch. Woof. Crazy. So, Ashley, I want to tell you right now, the reason why I divided the episodes the way I did was because I was online and I saw on E-Man's reviews him break down all nine episodes of the show in in segments episode one and two is denial episode three and four is anger episode five and six bargaining episode seven and eight depression and episode nine is acceptance and they're all seven stages of grief absolutely this entire series is about wanda coming to terms with the grief that she's dealing with absolutely again the fact that y'all plotted this out so beautifully is is disgustingly brilliant genius (laughs) it is genius is there anything else you want to talk about in in these two episodes in this depression segment i was just gonna say the last thing your episode eight is the fact that hayward used the hex power to bring real vision's body back that's been, that was his whole point of what why he was tracking Vision, trying to figure everything out. Now Vision looks scary as hell. 
in a white shell. He looks soulless, right? Granted, he's always been machine, right? But he just looks completely weird. <laughs> Let me say, for symbolism, I appreciate that for once, evil is white. And I mean that. I mean that because usually evil is not white. It's 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 black. It's red. It's all these other colors. White is seen as purity. White is seen as a lot of other things in this show. The white form is the, is this bad one. That's all I'm saying. Just take the wind out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I'm just saying it's symbolism. Well and said. I don't think it was non-intentional because it seems to my point that everything that, and to your point, everything they've been doing is intentional. That's all I have. And on that note, we go to episode <laughs> nine. The finale. The series finale. Wanda battles Agatha and Vision fights his sword counterpart as Hayward launches an attack on Westview. Mm. Agatha got Wanda's kids in the chokehold right now. They was treating these kids like they was full grown. (laughs) Like they are children. It's insane. And so we find that Agatha is a witch herself, of course, in that she takes power from the undeserving. In her words. And, and so we realize that Agatha wants Wanda's power because she obviously doesn't know what to do with it, right? Um, she feels like she has the knowledge, even though Wanda has the power, she has the knowledge to know what to do with it. Exactly. I, I'm going to refer to him as Hex Vision um, <laughs> comes and he shows up and Wanda apologizes to him for not telling him everything. And, you know, the boys are now free. And I love the Wizard of Oz uh, reference when they threw Agatha into the house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Wicked Witch of the West. Absolutely. Okay, so there's a lot going on at this point. We also are now privy to Hayward's full plan, right? He He's only interested in vision. He wants to, you know, kill Wanda, to blame her for stealing vision, uh, ignore the accords that was supposed to be signed on behalf of not using vision. <laughs> exactly. And, and take all the credit. And he, and, uh, he managed to tell all this to uh, Adrian Wu and Adrian Wu is like, okay, well, I'm going to have my people show up. And <laughs> we are now downtown Westview and Agatha and Wanda are having a face off. Agatha is essentially telling her that you are the Scarlet Witch. She's not born. She's forged. She doesn't have a coven. She doesn't need incantation. She has power that exceeds the Sorcerer Supreme. And she is meant to destroy the world. Mm. And uh, you get all this from the Dark Hole, which is the Book of the Damned. And this is a book that is very important to the Marvel Universe. It's like been in dr strange arena has been in fantastic four it's it's a part of the you know marvel universe so agatha starts waking up the townspeople and the townspeople are they're just not having it with wanda they're they're begging and pleading with her like let us go and what does she do she chokes these people out when they confront her girl Agatha pretty much said, like, you know, you need to let these people free because heroes don't let, heroes don't torture people. Yeah, she was being manipulative. 
uh wanda agrees to break down the hex but as soon as she starts doing that she sees that her family starts to disintegrate and so she's not ready to accept that at this time and so she closes the hex but in that time the agents of sword and the fbi agents all make their way into the hex and then they are all confronted <laughs> with what is then confronted by not only agatha but white vision and hex vision and sword pretty much coming to you know attack our protagonist here wanda and so wanda six her boys on the agents in the military um hex vision and um white vision whom i refer to as double vision in my notes <laughs> uh, they fight each other <laughs> it was and, a black battle royale across the board yes in the case of the double vision they they managed to reason with each other in the library which i thought was very interesting they talk about who's essentially the real vision right they did a whole like analogy about it but Girl, i appreciated it because what i feel like hayward the of theseus yeah what i feel like hayward possibly underestimated is that vision is this ultimate intelligence you know he's not just exactly. a weapon he will be more open to reasoning through and therefore be more open to changing course and one of the things from the E-Man Reviews um, account that I saw was that Vision actually tried to reason with Ultron in, in the Avengers Ultron movie, but it didn't work, so Vision had to kill him, right? <laughs> so Vision was able to reason and have logic with Vision because essentially, you know, the hex vision is a condition ver- a conditional version that he refers to mm-hmm. of vision and so and then the white vision essentially says that i don't have my memories but that but that's intentional because that makes me more of a weapon and yeah. so hex vision is then able to give white vision his memory and then the last that we see of white vision is he says i am vision and he leaves the hex altogether mm-hmm. wanda has to get savvy when finding agatha because i mean agatha's been around for centuries right so she gets in her head and we go back to salem she she loses in that illusion because agatha is then able to turn all the dead witches towards wanda and mm-hmm. she like you were saying before insisting that power isn't your problem is the lack of knowledge exactly and so we have this epic fight in the air and agatha is essentially saying if you give me your power i will let you live this happy life with your family and kids and you can move on and nobody will get hurt and so we see wanda throwing her powers at agatha sometimes she misses sometimes she she's able to hit agatha and she absorbs all that power after wanda essentially gives as much as she could to agatha agatha has the nerve to then say once a spell is cast it can never be changed and the spell is always broken like you're always broken and in that moment ashley we realize that wanda 
has created runes around yes agatha in the hex from the very first spell that agatha did on her and trapped her in the basement and gave her that knowledge she used it against her loved it exactly the plot twist of all plot twists yes and and she said i don't need you to tell me who i am honey that not all of that i feel all of that yes absolutely i did too and we see Wanda come into her Scarlet Witch realness, okay? Mm-hmm. And so much so that she sucked all the power out of Agatha and reduced her to being a nosy neighbor until the end of time, as far as we know. Oof. Put her back I, in her role. <laughs> I do believe that we'll probably see Agatha again because I think Agatha is meant to be a teacher to yeah. Wanda. Yes, in the comics. Yes. The boys do their thing. Hayward shows up, shoots at the boys. Girl. Monica runs in front of them and she's able to absorb those bullets, Ashley. She's bulletproof. Ain't that a miracle? And Hayward. And she also was able to get away from Fake Pietro because Fake Pietro had her locked up in his house. Sure did. And one of the things that happened in that moment, too, I want to bring up is we see those vines glowing. I think part of the reason why uh, Wanda was was tired when she expanded the border was because Agatha was using those vines to suck up her power. Mm. Like we find out that Agatha was attracted to that city because she, she saw all that magic. Exactly. And she wanted to suck it all up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because the, the initial grief of creating that city was a lot of power. So Absolutely. Was, and she wasn't tired after that. So Agatha was sucking up all that power. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is they made it very clear that the man, the Pedro, the fake Pedro, was not indeed the X-Men either. No, <laughs> he was Ralph Boner. Ralph Ooh. Boner, exactly. <laughs> so my favorite part is Ashley, this is speaking of the excellent writing of the show, family is forever. Okay, Wanda... Vision and their two boys make their way home because the hex is coming to a close. And they take the boys in. She thanks the boys for choosing her for to be their mother. Mm. And what what did you think about this, this this part at this point? I mean, I knew it had to be the case, obviously, because we've now seen the reaction of the townspeople, the fact that you're hurting them. You can't keep everyone locked into this world and do the things that you're doing. And at this point, as you mentioned, because she's going through the stages of grief, I'm glad that she is able to make a decision that helps her to not only be at peace, but also come into herself as the Scarlet Witch. So that's how I felt. It was sad, but it was meant to be. I did not feel that she was not making the right decision. Excellent point, Ashley. One of the things, this dialogue between Vision and Wanda, as they say their last words to each other was so emotional to me that I want to bring it up. So one of the things that Vision was um, wondering was like, you know, what am I? Yes. And we were all wondering still. We were all wondering. Exactly, because he's unable to survive outside this hex. There's clearly another vision, right? He had to give the memories to. And she tells him that you are a piece of the mind stone that lives in me. She Mm -hmm. said, you are 
a body of wires, blood, and bones that I created. You are my sadness, my hope, but mostly my love. Mm. And one of the things that he said, I love all of this. Okay, so bear with me. He was like, you know, I've been a voice with no body, a body, but not human. And now I am a memory made real. Mm. And he's like, who knows what I might be next. We said goodbye before. We'll say hello again. So long, darling. Yo, I mean, it's, it's a love story that I never expected to have from this universe. Period. I, when I tell you I did not care about these characters <laughs> in the throes of Infinity Wars or any yeah. of the Avenger movies, mm-hmm. but I have been completely invested and I really want to know what's going to happen next. You yeah. Know? And now that we have the vision that has flown away, it's like, oh, yeah, girl, you're going to see him again. Now, hopefully he gets hopefully. his mind right. And changes his skin back to whatever it needs he to be for him. very cold still, though. That was the only problem. That's what I'm saying. I think he needs to go through some things. His eyes changed, but I think he still he needs to go through some things. She is confronted by the townspeople. They're still not having it. Monica seems to be the only one that has some level of empathy for Wanda for what has happened. Yeah. Um, thankfully, Wanda apologized but a good, to Monica. A good reason for that is because she understands grief because she lost her mother. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I actually have that in my notes as well. Monica connects with Wanda in grief. Wanda apologized, thankfully, to Monica because she was so rude. (laughs) Yes, she was to this black woman who was risking her life multiple times to try to help you. Period. Period, poo. Okay. If y'all can see my face. (laughs) Girl. So Monica meets with a scroll. So that's exciting. I had to rewatch Captain Marvel to remember the significance of that first end credit scene. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we see Wanda secluded in the mountains. And this was creepy as AF to me. (laughs) Um, We see Wanda sipping some tea. But then in the bedroom, there's the Scarlet Witch perusing through the dark hole, working on her magic. So one of the things that I had to be reminded of was that we have seen this astro projection before with Dr. Strange. Yep. And that, you know, it's also worth noting that the dark hole is not a fun book to have in your possession. It is very dark. And I think some of the rumors are if you have it, then there's a chance that you'll do what you want, but it's usually some dark consequences as a result. Magic always has consequences, it seems. So, yeah. So, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about really quick before I end this the future of the show. I don't believe there'll be any other seasons. Mm -hmm. There may be, but you're we're gonna see Wanda again in Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Yeah, so that's something to look forward to. March 2020, March 20. 22. Thank you. Really? That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> but who's the true villain of this movie, Ashley? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good question. And the show, who's the true villain? Um, For me, it's still Agatha. I mean, I understand the townspeople's point about Wanda. I understand the pain and hurt that she caused them was not right. But I think it was extraordinary circumstances surrounding it that I have mm-hmm. more empathy for because I get to see it from a larger perspective. But I really feel like the townspeople are like, F your feelings. <laughs> but that's absolutely the case. 
face. And she acknowledged that, right? When, when she was talking to Monica, it's like nothing would change how they see me, right? They don't need to understand all the semantics because they have their own lives that I disrupted. They have their families, their children. I kept locked up in their bedrooms. So it is what it is. And I understand the feelings of the townspeople. They're fully entitled to how they feel. I'm saying for me, watching this outside yeah. of the television, it's not Wanda just because I've been with Wanda. We've been with Wanda for seven years. Wanda yes. was in Ultron movie back but in 2014. That her actions is what's caused the civil war. They were reckless and people died. That's valid, Delora. That's valid. <laughs> But I this still. This is not the first time she's messed up. But like there's, this. All, but that's. I mean, I love Tony Stark, right? And Iron Man. Yes. There's been many a thing that Iron Man has done that has caused chaos and issues within the Marvel universe. So I cannot hold Wanda to a different standard than I hold anybody else. My my thing with Wanda is intention. And I think she even mentioned this with Agatha. Her intention was not to do harm. So I try to hold that closer to my heart in terms of feeling like who's the villain, who's not. She made some bad decisions ultimately and should have closed this down even sooner than she did. I know it was only probably a span of a couple of weeks, but you held people hostage. They talked about, the townspeople talked about, when we sleep, we see your dreams, all the your nightmares. Like Yeah, they feel her pain. Harm, yeah, you harm these people. And for that, you will have to live with that for the rest of your life but ultimately she's not a villain for me in the traditional sense of like I don't mess with you it's like I understand you made some mistakes in that regard you are still human the only thing about Agatha being the real villain I really don't think she did anything until the very end like what she did was she kept the illusion going and she stopped any progress of finding out the audience true understanding of what Wanda was doing right mm -hmm. because it, it seemed like she was the one that said oh you should get pregnant she was the one that tried to keep you know the the facade going and so I guess in the process she was sucking all of her power right but again it was it was all Wanda so I don't know I'm not saying that Wanda am I saying Wanda is the villain I don't know what I'm saying but what <laughs> you're just, it's a gray area it is very gray because, I mean, who cares about your intentions if you're hurting people? And, and I, I do understand. I, it's, it's just hard. It's a hard space, but I feel like her character has always been that way because, frankly, she was a bad guy when we first met her. She was. She was misguided. She was yes. misguided. So. And, and, and again, I'm sure you, Land, were possibly a lot of our listeners and audience members after the show felt, which was that you don't necessarily know how to feel because she did make some huge mistakes. And... I think that's something that as superheroes you have to you have to deal with because you're supposedly put up on this pedestal of doing all good. But what happens when you are human? The boys ter territory, right? <laughs> the boys on Amazon, guys, the boys territory for sure. They just went real, real dark. But anyway. So why isn't this an A plus? And then. Um... Oh, yeah. Yeah. My final thoughts. So this mm -hmm. did not get an A plus because I really hope for a big guest star and reveal, which I already mentioned to you. Yes. I had so many guesses. I thought, oh, Tony Stark's going to return since we resurrected people. Yes. I was like, oh, maybe no. Maybe it's a new Iron Man intro, new person. Uh, no, maybe it's X-Men, like I mentioned with Evan Peters. But overall, I was glued weekly to this show. Marvel's overall body of work impresses me so much that mm -hmm. 
it, the, to give this anything short of an A would have been for me insulting to my love for the for this entire cinematic universe that's been created. And then, as I said, the making of the WandaVision uh, symbol documentary, 60 Minutes, if you guys haven't seen it, featurette, just add it to the pleasure I have for this. So I did get a little bored in the beginning, but I the way they wrapped this up was so brilliant. Like I said, episode eight was just so mind blowing for me that I was like, yo, who comes up with this? (laughs) (laughs) Who did this? And we didn't even get into the commercials. And frankly, even with the commercials, they were a little bit too, uh, too too much for me to even figure out you know what i mean so yes the hydra at first i was like okay i get it hydra hydra and then they lost me and i was like okay i need to read an article for explaining yes. what all the commercials meant yes <laughs> so so it was it was brilliantly done there has never been anything like it um that i've seen no um no and i mean they killed every every error okay of yeah the sitcom so. i'm just gonna clap my hands because marvel y'all did the, the damn thing period yeah so and so with that that's the end of this recap ashley oh my gosh you did such an amazing job to blast us through nine episodes of some really (laughs) great television so thank you so much let's move on into our hidden gem so delora give me your hidden gems for this week all right my hidden gem this week is going hand in hand with this recap it is e-man's reviews you can find him on instagram and YouTube. He has done an amazing job. He's a black man out of Chicago. He reviews movies. He's a huge, like, you know, into comic books and things like that. So he's done all of the Marvel all of the Marvel DC. movies and DCs and stuff like that. And so he had he's where I found the breakdown for uh, the seven stages of grief. That was well explained. I was so mm-hmm. impressed with that. He also has great videos. Uh, one of my favorite ones that's worth mentioning is it's like what is uh, Agnes hidden agenda with in WandaVision. Um, I watched that before the finale, and he made some really sound guesses that ultimately were true. And obviously, like most people who do these things, he had other guesses that didn't necessarily come true, like Ashley mentioned the big reveal, but. Definitely worth looking up. Um, really appreciate his insight on all the commercials. So if you want to know more about that, just go ahead and give his give him a watch on YouTube or a follow on Instagram. It's definitely worth your time. Thank you for that. I will have to check it out. Mm-hmm. I have three, but I'm going to speed through them. Kid 90, Soleil Moon Fry documentary on Hulu. I didn't even think I was really going to be interested in this, but I'm glad I watched it just for the pure nostalgia factor. Soleil Moon Fry, if you guys aren't familiar, it was Punky Brewster, okay? Mm -hmm. So she had been basically doing footage, taking footage of herself since she was very young. Um, And so it's just so many of those and kept it. So, so many of those 90 stars that y'all are familiar with from your childhood were in there. But I think the two most striking things for me in the entire documentary is one, the number of deaths of that friend group was so tragic to me. And then her positive interactions that she had with Charlie Sheen were very, (laughs) for the reputation Charlie Sheen has now, it's like, okay, Charlie, I guess you was, you know, some people have some real positive things to say about you. So good for you, sir. But again, Kid 90 on Hulu documentary, very interesting watch. My second one is the one on Netflix. This was eight episodes. It was a thriller. Um, I don't want to really talk too much about it because it's very much a 
as you go on, you learn more and you understand more about it. I'll just say that it left on a cliffhanger. So y'all better come quick with this season two because um, I'm ready. Um, my last one, Genius Aretha, available on National Geographic and Hulu. Mm-hmm. I've watched the first five episodes, but there are actually yeah. a total of eight that have mm-hmm. dropped. Cynthia Arrivo is phenomenal in this series, which is really the basis for is it me okay watching that it. She's not plush like Aretha. Does that is that distracting? It's not distracting for me, but you be the judge if you decide to check this out. <laughs> um, the most successful woman had to deal with some very shitty men is really my comment that I have thus far in this series. Mm. And I also want to say that the immediate family does not support this project. Um, so if that's something of concern for anybody who's like, hey, you know, they feel some type of way, then you may want to wait for the Jennifer. film that's featuring Jennifer Hudson due yeah. out this summer. But I will say, okay. I think it's worth the watch you're fine i think it's worth the watch i think again cynthia i didn't know you had the pipes you had girl so my bad for sleeping on you i seen you and harriet but i didn't know i didn't know i didn't know purple ashley i didn't know i i mean i haven't seen her star in color purple i knew that she did other things but murdered it she got a tony and an emmy off of that performance listen i appreciate (laughs) i appreciate when i come to these things and can fully appreciate someone's artistry because cynthia you did the damn thing so those are my three hidden gems for the week guys and as usual this will be in our descriptions if you want more info but thank you guys so much for listening i hope you enjoyed wandavision because let me tell you this was my shit (laughs) yes you have it not was like seen Monday, it. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, WandaVision. WandaVision. Listen, <laughs> I was glued every single week. It was phenomenal. But Delora, we got to get out of here, girl. Next yes. week, we'll be back. We have not decided on our next project, but we'll we let not. you know. Yes. So, you guys, I know it's a lot going on out here in the world, but I hope you find your moments of joy where you can and be blessed. Love you so much. Love you, Delora. Love you too. Love you too. Love you guys. See All you right, next girl. Week. See you. See you. Bye.